You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 203 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, I was planning to do a mailbag episode, but then baseball decided to provide us with some news, so uh, that has to be talked about. The A's also released some sort of news, so we're going to talk about their stuff in the uh, second half of the episode as well. So uh, yeah, that's that. We're talking about baseball news today. It's going to be fun. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media at LockedOnAids on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Today's show is also brought to you guys by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get 20% off your next order. So with all that out of the way, let's get started with Monday morning's news. And uh, it's started with a doozy, and that is that Maricopa County, which is where all of the Cactus League games are held, which is where the A's play spring training, uh, they, they released a letter saying that the mayors and city managers of Mesa, Goodyear, Scottsdale, all those cities, uh, that they wanted to delay the start of the Cactus League just because of COVID and all that. Not, not just because of, but uh, they were like, eh, COVID cases, they're probably going to be going down in like a month, according to our projections, so maybe we should delay it by a month, question mark? And uh, we'll have a resolution to this, but I'm, I'm walking you through the day. So we're going how I took the news, how I wrote this episode, and then we'll have a nice resolution at the end. So let's just keep going. Uh, obviously, a delay to spring training and therefore the regular season is not outside the realm of possibilities here. Um, it it could even be likely because COVID is very rampant in Arizona right now. I think they have the highest uh, COVID case rate per capita, which is insane. It's like uh, 121 people per 100,000 or something like that. Seems like a lot. <laughs> so don't go to Arizona unless you're a baseball player. Um, anyways, the Players Union also released a statement a couple of hours later saying that they are aware that the letter was sent out, even though nobody contacted them about these concerns. That sounds like something fishy is going on when the Players Union, which is one of the two pieces that you need to, you know, put on a baseball season, uh, when they're not looped in on what's going on. But, you know, whatever, I guess. Uh, the union statement also throws some shade saying, uh, quote, the letter states, this is the Maricopa County letter, the letter states that after meeting with Major League Baseball, the Cactus League Association believes it to be wise to delay the start of spring training in Arizona. The letter also correctly notes that Major League Baseball does not have the ability to unilaterally make this decision, end quote. And so, in other words, uh, you guys need us to delay the season, and you didn't even include us in the conversation. I hate you all. We're playing this thing out. Let's go. Um, gotta love the players' union and how you gotta read between the lines with these things because they have to be professional. But that's how I read it, and I, I started laughing to myself. Um, they close their entire statement. The players' union closes their statement by saying that Major League Baseball has repeatedly assured them to be prepared for an on-time start to spring training and the regular season, and that they're going to do so as safely as possible. And obviously, nothing has been officially determined. We'll get into the uh, the resolution of Monday's news at the end of this uh, first segment here. But as I wrote down early this afternoon, as I'm recording this, and I uh, somebody messaged me on Instagram and asked, "Hey, do you think that there's going to be a delay?" 
play? What's going on? And I was like, I think that everything is going to proceed as scheduled because that's just the sense that I'm getting. Uh, I don't think that Major League Baseball can unilaterally, as they said, unilaterally uh, change the schedule this time around. And I don't think that the players are going to agree to a delay to this season, which would cost them money and all that stuff. And the, the owners don't want to go into no, uh, November and October with the regular season and the, the playoffs and all that stuff. So uh, they're at an impasse there and neither one of them want to budge. And so I think that they're just going to let it play out. That's the sense that I'm getting here. And uh, to that point, there was another report that was released that both the DH and the expanded playoffs had been rejected by the players. And this came out not too long after Maricopa County released their statement. It was an hour or two later. And I felt like that was a negotiation tactic by the players union. I think it was even before they released their own statement. They were like, yeah, we're not doing this part. It might have been right after the statement. I'm not positive. Uh, don't check me on that. But it feels like a negotiation tactic where they're like, hey, how about we do this? We'll give you guys the expanded playoffs that you want, and we'll get the DH that we want, but it's not nearly as valuable as the thing that you want. So also, we want a full season because then we get all of our money and all of the the things that come with that. So I feel like it's a negotiation tactic. We might actually end up getting a DH and the expanded playoffs. But as of right now, it has been rejected. Susan Slusser of the Chronicle and uh, New Giants beat writer is saying that it's not completely off the table is what she's hearing. It's just as of right now, this is what's going on. So um, I'm, I'm going with what Susan says. Still trust her, even though she's wearing the wrong colors these days. Um, John Heyman also tweeted out that Major League Baseball offered a universal DH in exchange for expanded playoffs with the players also getting a little bit of extra money. Obviously, that wasn't good enough for the players to get on board because uh, expanded playoffs is like a billion dollar deal. Don't think that the players are getting anywhere near that kind of money. So uh, obviously they're playing the hand that they have and uh, good for them. As long as we get a full baseball season while it's safe, I know. But at the same time, Major League Baseball has had a friggin' year to plan for this thing. They have no excuses at this point. They have the means, they have the money. If it doesn't come to fruition, it's just because they didn't want it to. And I know that there are COVID concerns and whether or not starting the, everything on time is smart from a COVID standpoint, uh, I, I don't, it's probably not, honestly. But the fact that the mayor of Glendale signed the letter from Maricopa County shows that their concern is disingenuous given that the Coyotes, the Phoenix Coyotes, are currently playing in front of fans right now. You can't have unattended baseball games with, you know, COVID tests like they did last year? I think you can. J just saying. Uh, and this means that there should be no reason that baseball can't also hold some sort of a spring training. And the fact that Major League Baseball hasn't figured out how to do this is ridiculous. Again, they've had a year to plan for this and they have the resources to make it happen. Why it isn't going, why there's no plan yet, I don't know, because we have three weeks until spring training is supposed to start. This is stupid. They're a multi-billion dollar business and they can't figure this stuff out. They don't have like smart people working in their office. I'll go work for them. I'd be like, hey, throw money at that problem. They'd be like, oh, that's a great idea. We haven't tried that. And uh, then everything would be fine. We'd, ha we'd have a baseball season. It'd be very safe and everybody would enjoy it so much. So uh, there's my idea for, for having a baseball season, Major League Baseball, throw money at it. And to that point, if the players want to play because they are the ones at risk of getting COVID, then it should be up the, to the league to make that happen. The owners aren't being put in a tough position by any means. They have way more money than they know what to do with, obviously, as you've read reports from uh, Giants ownership donating to, uh, to certain people. They have plenty of money, and 
if they're worried about their finances, then they can recoup nearly a billion dollars when they sell their team. Maybe they have to watch their finances a little bit more by not donating to Lowen Bobert and Marjorie Taylor Greene as much. But hey, it's a small sacrifice to pay for that extra billion dollars on the back end, I guess. All right, rant over. It's time for the resolution of this first half of the podcast. Jeff Passan wrote an article on Monday night with an updated statement from the Cactus League executive director. And it basically said that if they schedule the games to start at the end of February, then uh, the facilities will be ready for them. Uh, they will be ready whenever Major League Baseball decides to invade their towns. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, he also points out that, quote, if the mayors or other leaders insist spring training will not come to Phoenix, it could scuttle the Cactus League. So there's that option that it might not happen. Uh, but it also continues, those sources doubt that they have the political will to do so, particularly as other sports are held in the area, end quote. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what you get, I guess. Also, if you have all these business owners that are relying on all these, you know, one and a half to two million people, it's probably not going to be that much uh, in 2021. But these businesses that rely on this big surge, this pays for their year. If you're taking away their businesses because uh, you don't want to hold spring training for a second consecutive year, then yeah, you're probably going to lose some votes when you're up for re-election. So I could see that also being very true. I don't I mean, there's definitely a way that there is no spring training and or it's delayed or whatever, but I, I don't think that people are going to want to give up that much money, honestly. So uh, we'll see what happens. So that's what's been going on on Monday. There's obviously going to be a lot more news coming out uh, on the start of spring training and the regular season and all that stuff as the date approaches. So I'll keep you guys up to speed as we learn more. To that point, make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnAce to keep in the know on the latest happenings as they happen. Uh, and then the podcast will be where I expand a little bit more on some of those thoughts and offer my own opinions on what's going on. So uh, that's... Yeah, follow us, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, coming up on the show in a baller-ass move, the A's announced some non-roster spring training invitees on Monday, so stay locked in with Locked On A's and learn more about those guys. The Super Bowl is upon us, so if you know when to hold them and know when to fold them, then there is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for 50% welcome bonus. The current line for the big game is the Chiefs favored by three and a half. And uh, they got, yeah, they, they've got good odds to win the game, I suppose. But the Buccaneers have Tom Brady and uh, everything about him. Not a Tom Brady fan, but if you are, the, the Bucks are at plus three and a half with a negative 120 on that one. So uh, those are the odds currently at Bet Online. I am assuming that it's going to change a decent amount in the next two weeks as we lead up to the Super Bowl. But don't be like Aaron Rodgers and sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on this Super Bowl action and don't forget to use promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's podcast is also brought to you guys by the Improved Built Bar, which is even more deliciouser than before. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. They have six new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They got their original 12 flavors, but I had cookies and cream this morning. It was delicious. I've been eating these for breakfast, if I'm being honest, because uh, I don't leave the house. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to have this Built Bar. It's, it's nice. 
I enjoy it. It gets me through until lunch, and I'm very happy with it. Uh, all of their bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They are protein bars that taste like candy bars, and they are built for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight, which is why I'm having them for breakfast, while indulging in a delicious treat. Their bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. And all you got to do to get your hands on some of these delicious treats is go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, that is one word, Locked On, and you will get 20% off your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts, like me. Well, when baseball season starts, at least. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review if you do, please. And also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, you can send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get back into it. After Maricopa County released their letter that I talked about in the first segment, the A's announced their non-roster invitees, basically saying, delay this. Uh, I tweeted that out, so uh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter for great things with emphasis on delay this. I thought it was funny, so I repeated it. Anyways, uh, the, the non-roster invitees uh, for this upcoming spring training are Nick Allen, who is the presumptive shortstop of the future, Tyler Soderstrom, who is, was the A's first pick from the 2020 draft. He's a catcher for now. We'll see if he sticks. Um, Buddy Reed is an outfielder that was acquired with Austin Allen last year in the Jerks and Profar deal, and one of my favorite guys to keep an eye on because of his speed. Then there's Pete Cosma, who, no offense, I hope doesn't make it to Oakland in 2021 because that would mean that some things have gone terribly wrong. Uh, but then there's also pitchers Parker Dunshee, Brian Schlitter, and Brian Howard, who have been with the A's for a little bit. And then there's other recent additions like Domingo Acevedo, Trey Supak, uh, Raymond Goodwan, Goodwan, Goodwan. I'm going to have to say that uh, better. That's a good one. Uh, I hate making fun of players' names. Anyways, uh, and then there's Montana Durapo. I think that's how you say it. There's no pronunciation key. I'm going with Durapo. Um yeah, some of these guys have experience, some of them don't, some of them have been prospects. I'm going over it here in a minute. So, uh, Also, I went over a lot of these guys a couple of months ago, but this is a refresher for both you and me uh, to get ready for spring training. So uh, hopefully you don't mind hearing some of the same information twice, but there's some new stuff in here too. So um, yeah, there's a few other names on the list here as well, but these are the main guys that I'm going to be looking at when they get their shot on the roster for that limited you know, first week or two on, on the roster before they get sent over to the other training site. So um, here we go for Nick Allen, I'm looking to see if he's ready for the jump. We didn't get to see his progress in 2020, so how does he compare to the 2019 version of him, which is the most recent version that we've seen on the stat lines? How much did he develop in that alternate site uh, in 2020? That's what I'm looking for. And then you go over to Tyler Soderstrom, and he's going to be setting the bar for a lot of us A's fans because he has no pro stats to go off of. He's a recent draftee. What's he look like? Uh, what are we hearing about him? Uh, that's what I'm looking for for Tyler Soderstrom is just what are the reports on him? I I'm excited about that. Buddy Reed impressed me last spring with his ability to score runs, even though he wasn't hitting well. If he got on base and he usually made it to home plate, was it a small sample or is that a skill that he has? Has his bat improved? There's a lot of intrigue for me when it comes to Buddy Reed because he has a chance to get some playing time in Oakland in 2021. If somebody goes down, maybe he's the guy because he has that speed and that could set him apart from maybe not a lot of guys, but... I like him as a defensive replacement option, maybe like a fourth or fifth outfielder if it comes to that. So, uh, Buddy Reed, I like him. I want to see more of him. Let's get it going. Um, also, we got Pete Cosma. 
gotta gotta talk about him. I'm I'm not really looking for a lot from him, but I am looking to see if he has some leadership skills since he's pretty far down on the depth chart, on my depth chart at least. Uh, so how does he interact with the young guys? Does he take somebody like Vimeo Machin or Sheldon Noisy under his wing? Is he trying to help them get better or is he trying to make his way back to the major leagues? That's what I'm looking for from Pete Cosma. I guess I'm slightly intrigued in, in that regard. As for the pitchers, I'm excited to see the new guys throw some baseballs. The guys that have been in the A system are more known quantities to A's fans and you know people that cover the A's. So I wanted to focus today on some of the new kids on the block and see who will be hanging tough. I apologize for that. I had to look up a new kids on the block song. I am not a fan. Anyways, Domingo Acevedo is the new pitcher that I am most excited about. He's a big, tall righty that throws hard. He was a former top prospect in the Yankee system, and I think that he could be a nice addition to the bullpen if he can stay healthy. He probably has the highest upside of the bunch, but he could also turn into another AJ Puck situation. And uh, that's so that's what we're dealing with. I don't know if he has that kind of upside, but he's he's got talent. And I think that he would be a nice addition to the A's roster if uh, if he can stay healthy. So keep an eye on him and uh, his health. Trey Supak is a 24-year-old starter with good control that cruised through most of his time in the minors before having 30 bad innings at AAA that led to a 930 ERA in 2019. He gave up six homers in those 30 innings while using the juiced balls, which he did not have in AA or in any other seasons that he pitched, and playing in an extremely hitter-friendly Pacific Coast League. For context, that same year he gave up six homers in 123 innings in AA, so either he's getting shelled by AAA hitters because they're far superior, or there are some other factors going on here. And I'm willing to bet the, that the ball and the environment played a role in those stats at AAA. And uh, let's see what he brings to spring training. I'm intrigued. Uh, Raymond Goodwan, uh, he was originally signed by the Astros, got released, signed with the Dodgers, got released, and is now in Oakland. He is this year's version of Jaime, uh, Jamie Schultz, not Jaime, even though it's spelled like Jaime, Jamie Schultz, only from the left side. He's a left-handed pitcher is what I'm saying. He's a left-sided pitcher. Anyways, he has good velo. He has a high-spin fastball, both of which ranked in the 80th percentile back in 2019 when he last pitched in the majors, but his issue has always been his control. He can post a double-digit strikeout rate, but... His walk rate tends to be around six per nine. Uh, that's not great. With the Dodgers, he was using his slider and his fastball roughly the same amount, so roughly 50% each uh, for each pitch, and hitters were batting 500 against his fastball. Maybe there's some usage changes coming, or maybe they're going to show him uh, Jake Diekman's grip on his slider. I'm intrigued to see how he pans out. I'm intrigued by pitchers is really what it is. I'm intrigued by anybody who I don't know a ton about. Uh, I'm intrigued. So that's uh, <laughs> that's how I go about prospects is, hey, who's this guy? I'm intrigued by him. Locked on A's, your home for hard-hitting prospect analysis. Um, moving on to another prospect I'm intrigued by, and that is Christian Alvarado. He converted to the bullpen when he was with the Orioles AA affiliate in 2019 and was being more aggressive with his fastball, which led to some improved results. He was also in the bullpen, which we see a decent amount. Somebody goes from the rotation to the bullpen, then they're better all of a sudden. Um, so, you know, maybe there's something to it. He hasn't pitched above double A, so he won't be in the mix for a big league spot immediately. But I want to see how he fares in the few innings that he gets on the main roster uh, with the main spring training roster uh, during spring training that will hopefully see some challenging hitters or at bats for him. Um, let, let's see what he's up to.
that's that's what I'm intrigued about when it comes to Christian Alvarado. Um, and then last on the list is Montana Durapo, who, like a lot of guys the A's have added, has some high, high spin rates. Uh, like elite level high spin rates for this guy, though. His fastball is in the 98th percentile and his curve is in the 96th percentile. So that sounds great. But he also does not throw the ball hard. He uh, averages about 92 miles an hour with his heater. So that's not great. And he struggled in his taste of the big leagues in 2019 with the Pirates. Uh it looks like he's another candidate for for a change in pitch usage and all that stuff uh, because of that 92.2 mile an hour fastball that he had. And it gave up a, a batting average of 389 with a 611 slugging percentage on that one pitch. And uh, that, that is exactly a 1000 OPS. And if you're getting a hit around that much on one pitch, maybe you throw it a little bit less. I don't know what the Pirates were thinking with that one, but uh, I'm, I'm guessing that he's going to be relying on his fastball just a little bit less. Uh, his cutter averaged 86 points three miles per hour and batters hit 400 against it. So I'm assuming that his cutter might just disappear. We'll see. His fastball on his cutter accounted for 82.9% of the 327 pitches he threw in the majors. His curveball, which he threw a total of 45 times, had a batting average against of 214 with a 286 slugging percentage against. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he's going to be throwing a lot more curveballs when he's with the A's, especially in spring training. See what he's got. See if he's going to stick with the team. If not, they send him to the AAA. They have him keep working on things. It'll be... I think that Montana Durapo has a future with the A's, uh, is how I'm going to put it. Rich Hill, he, he, I think that he's going to be like a right-handed Rich Hill. He doesn't throw hard, but let's see how that curveball does uh, when it's used like 70% of the time. So uh, it may not be a put-away pitch like Rich Hill's, though. Uh, it, but I think that it's going to induce some weak contact, get some ground balls, and maybe that could be his path to the to the major leagues. So. Um, those are the names that I'm looking out for in the early days of spring training, whatever that happens to be. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's to find out all of the latest updates on what's going on with baseball and when it's going to happen. Um, so unless anything newsworthy happens, I'm going to have a mailbag episode up for you guys in the next couple of days. So until next time, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks and I will talk with you guys soon.